Hello, everybody, and welcome to this podcast. My name is Joe Renee Feeler, and we are here to help you access and be an even better version of yourself. And the way that we do that is quite supernatural um, in many, many ways. And I'm excited for what will come through today. I actually have an, a topic in mind today. Um, I woke up probably about five in the morning or four in the morning with some ideas about what uh, felt good to talk about. And so we're going to talk today about innate wisdom and this concept of knowing things that uh, like you were never told, you were never taught, you just know stuff. (laughs) Some of us are knowers and I love to support my fellow knowers in this reality or those that maybe you don't think of yourself as somebody who knows things in some sort of cosmic or soulful way, but you occasionally have your moments where um, (laughs) you have access to things that you can't explain why you have access to them. So I love to support you. Uh, For those of you that identify yourselves that way, I I love to support you too. Um, I guess overall the, the underlying passion that I have for this is that as humans, I feel like we're struggling more than we need to, and there is so much more information and wisdom and support and love and healing and um, divine brilliance available to us than we're currently accessing. And I'm just not a big fan of a lot of the information that's currently out there for those that want uh, more in that regard. Hmm, sorry, I still have the throat clearing issue, but I'm working on it. Um, anyway, so I know from my own experience that we, that I know for me, I had access to far more than I ever uh, had realized prior to, you know, my 38, my first 38 years um, were, I mean, I did have some knowing, but anyway, more conscious uh, going at the, how do I want to put that? Let's see, I'm kind of struggling with the words right there. Oh, probably, but your team's like, my team's like, probably because we haven't taken our deep breaths yet. Ah, (laughs) indeed. Okay, so let's take a couple nice deep breaths right here. (sighs) And another one, and just let your belly expand with your inhale and the next one. (sighs) Okay, another one. (sighs) Just relax your upper body here. All right, so while you're relaxing your body and just taking those nice deep breaths, I would just like you to pretend or imagine that there is a much bigger version of you, a version of you that actually is far beyond what can even possibly fit in your human bodysuit, okay? It's expansive, it's loving, it's amazing. It's probably a lot of what you feel like you're blocked from in your humanness. So let's just pretend that that's, that that's real, that, that there is something on the other side of some veils that, that you feel like you should have more access to than you currently do. Okay, good job. Okay, so pretending that that huge, the hugeness of you, I'll call it your soul, is actually more available to you than you realize. Not to tell you what to do, not to tell you how to live your life, not to tell you when to go left and when to go right, but to support you in your personal authority, the personal authority in your humanness that we are very encouraged to take, take on more completely right now. 
maybe that's one of the biggest problems that the human race faces is that no one almost no one feels like they have any personal authority and in a lot of cases those that do feel like they have personal authority misuse that authority which is a horrible combination right again nice deep breath <laughs> right there so what can we do about this it depends on what you want to do if you're wanting to fix the whole planet that's a pretty big job right if you're wanting some measurable improvement in your life that's accomplishable that's that's a worthy goal one of the many ways that you can feel more assertive more proactive more responsive in a healthy way in your life for whatever comes up on your doorstep right is for you to feel like you do have more access to that soul that soulfulness of you and that that part of you that those eternal layers of you the part of you that was alive before your humanness came online and that part of you that will remain alive even after your human body is over when your mortality um, comes to pass right okay okay so what are we talking about here we're talking about access that you claim it's not handed to you your soulfulness and the innate wisdom that can go along with it is something that your brain will constantly question constantly um, struggle with and you can learn to be okay with that struggle you can teach your brain that it's all right that it doesn't have all the answers about this that it doesn't have to know all the answers for it to be real for it to be helpful and for you to be a better version of yourself by just trusting it but <laughs> some of us that are naturally skeptical we hate it when somebody says you just got to have faith <laughs> right it's just like no I don't want to have to have faith I want it to be something that I can count on in a way that is more than faith um, that it's real well what if the what if when you do have the faith what if the the tangible results actually come um, more and more because of the the faith and the trust that you have in the in the near term what if eventually and hopefully soon you have more than enough evidence that you can point to in your own life of how you've had more support than you realized okay okay it, it could be true I know it's true for me okay so let's go to the topic today of innate wisdom <clears throat> and for those of you that are new here I don't have notes I'm not I don't have a sheet of paper behind the screen that I'm reading from um, I don't do it that way I, I could um, but it would be less fun for me I'd probably share a lot less if I had that level of, of mental and <laughs> left brain preparation um, so just sort of uh, winging it uh, works better for me and then I as human Jill because see, I have one of those skeptical brains too I as human Jill actually trust the process more when I didn't prepare it um, because if I prepare something I feel like I'm more like googling it and researching it and rehearsing things and when I'm going into my trust zone of my soulfulness I actually get better information and I know where it came from 
which is soulfulness, divine spirit, whatever, something else better than my human version of Jill, um, because I know I didn't prepare. So it's kind of a, a, a nice hack that I use, a spiritual hack that I use to, for my brain to go, well, I, I didn't have anything to do with that. Nice, nice job, Jill, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So innate wisdom, let's talk about what it is. Um, okay, let me just go deeper here. Hmm. I, yeah, I, do I want to say I or do I want to say we? I'm going to say we. It's a bigger version than the humanness, says Jill. What else is it? I don't need to define it. I just know it's good and it's wise and it loves us and wants amazing good things for all of us. All of us as the human race. That's, that's a pretty good litmus test, right? So we would offer that innate wisdom are answers, ideas, theories, recommendations that we have for you that are not something you've been trained or taught while you've been in the human bodysuit. Some of what you have access to in terms of innate wisdom is actually beyond what any human has ever known. Just think about that. Just feel into that, that concept that you, your human, has access through your soulfulness, through your eternal energy field that never needed to be born. It was always there and it can never die. That through that, you have access to timeless wisdom, timeless truths, amazing upgraded kind of what-if scenarios that have never been in this reality before. In the future, in the past, now, never. It was never here. And that you are the vehicle to insert that new idea, that new concept, that new aha moment, that new recommendation for yourself, for the planet overall, doesn't matter what scale of relevance it is, that you have access to that. You already know others that have, that have done the same thing, right? I mean, think of I, my perfect example. My best examples that I like to use are Jesus, um, Galileo, Tesla, right? Some of the greats that were just like, oh, that's so cool. Like, can you, can you imagine what it would have been like to be like, you know, based on the way the sky is moving and the bodies in the sky are moving, these stars, we're not, the sun isn't moving around us, we're moving around the sun. That was literally heresy. That was, that was blasphemous, that was anti-church, that was just like, you're crazy. <laughs> That's dangerous. You can't go talking about that, people. It'll upset everybody if you start saying that we're not the center, of, not the center of the universe. We have to be the center of the universe, right? There have been so many kindred spirits that we have, that we know of, that had access to this innate wisdom, and they used it. That's the biggest distinction between a group a group like most of us on the planet right now and them, right? 
our access didn't go away with those grades. We still have access. We're just not using it. And there is so much in our world that like our brains that we talked about at the beginning that talk us out of using it. And the, the classic thing we hear your brain saying to you when you have a just totally awesome idea is, well, it can't be that great. You thought of it. Who are you to think of such a radically good idea that all these experts hasn't thought of? Be like, come on, get real, <laughs> right? We're not that fan. We're not that fantastic. We're not that great. We don't have great ideas like that. If it was really a good idea, the experts would have already thought of it. It just makes me sad. How our own equipment that we walk around with every day, our own brain, our own. Um, not insecurities, but just maybe lack of grandness that we tend to walk around with every day talks us out of our own brilliance. It is. It's making me cry. It's just like, damn it. I just, I, there are so many parts about this reality that I absolutely love and celebrate and cheer on, but that's not one of them. I hate that part of this, but I get it. And the way it's shown to me, we are coming out of a dark age. So it's even more likely that we'll talk ourselves out of our, our best self, our best ideas, our best recommendations, our best aha moments, our best anything. Oh, who are you, right? Oh, this is interesting. So smoky. My gray cat is meowing his type of meow that says he caught something. Oh, listen, because if it's a bird, it'll be flapping, and then I might be able to rescue it. I should probably go check, huh? Okay, let me go see if it's something that's not on death's door yet that has a chance. Sorry, everybody, hang on a minute. Okay, I have no news. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where the cat is, and I don't know what he has. He caught something, I can tell. He has a different meow when he catches something, but anyway. <laughs> All right, we're back to... Back to recording here, and I'll keep my ears and senses open for whatever he's got going on. But okay, so let's get to now that we've talked about kind of what is innate wisdom. How do you how do you access more of yours? <sighs> okay, so your brain may not like this explanation, but I'm just going to ask you to kind of put your brain over to the left a little bit. Your doubting ways, your skeptical ways, just just listen. It's possible you may hear something that would work for you, and that's what I would want. Okay. Slow everything down. We get in patterns where our brains click at a really, really fast rate and no, yes, no, yes, uh, do this, don't do that. And we just get in these patterns, especially as adults, of um, having a very automatic um, system that goes really fast, very rapid rate. And at that rapid clip of thinking and processing and deciding and acting, it's more difficult for you to, to notice and observe your own thoughts. Number one, when you are having those amazing, we would say innate wisdom access moments, and your brain is immediately saying, no, shut that down, or that sounds crazy or whatever. Hi, Smokey, come here. You don't have anything in your mouth. Did you bring in something that I can help? Smokey, come here. Okay, I don't, he's got his hunting mode on. Okay, so when you slow down everything, and I did this myself, so I, I know how that is, 
And then you start to, it's almost like somebody rushing through your house, like a robber or something like that, or, you know, whatever. A new friend comes in if you have children and you're just like, hey, wait a minute, what's, what's your name? You know, tell me, you know, where do you live? Whatever. Do you go to school in Georgia? You know, whatever. You want to interview them. <laughs> so when you have those great ideas that would fly right through your house and right out the back door because your brain kicked it out as nonsense, ridiculous, who are you to think that can't be, it can't be that great of an idea because we thought of it, you know? Um, or, oh, somebody else has already thought about that. It's, I'm sure somebody else has got this. Don't worry about that. Kick you out of the house, right? When you slow everything down, you have a better chance to really assess the idea, the decision, um, you know, whatever it is. Innate wisdom comes in a whole bunch of forms, right? So your ability to slow everything down and say, hey, hey, wait a minute, like brain, before you immediately kick that thing out of the out of the hopper, let's pull it back in. Let's really, let's really play with it. What do, what do we, you know, just simmer in it, just sit in the, the energy of whatever that idea was. That will be very uncomfortable for a lot of people, especially if you are quite type A like I am, that that brain, like I said, it moves at a super, super fast rate. So these ideas have their own vibration, their own rhythm, it's very slow. Um, yeah, I'm just laughing because my team is showing me that it, it could be like, you know, a jazz, a jazz set, and it's just really going at a super good clip and all of a sudden the bass just goes, doom like a heartbeat. And it's just like, everybody could stop and just be like, what are you doing? Like, come on, keep up. <laughs> You're screwing us up here. It can feel like a disruption to your brain because your brain is, is probably loving the fact that you can move so fast and decide so fast. So it's skipping right around possibly some of your best ideas, some of your best moments, some of your best decisions and best questions, right? We, we bypass awesome questions too. No, 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 move along. <laughs> that question doesn't matter. Keep moving, right? It's like the brain is just like, come on, shh. <laughs> that's not, a, you know, that's distracting. What if it's not distracting? What if the brain is the distraction, but the brain is the one that's leading the band? Okay, so by slowing it down, um, how do you do that? By knowing you can, <laughs> right? So your brain is the one, by the way, for any of you saying, okay, how do you do that? It's your brain saying, how do you do that? The rest of you already knows how to do that. Your, your heartbeat knows how to increase and slow down. Your brain is, and the rest of your body is well aware of different rhythms and patterns that it has, but your brain may be the one that's saying, I don't know how to do that. No, that's okay. Maybe the rest of you does. Just chill out. <laughs> so for me anyway, the whole idea that I could say back to my brain, yeah, I know you don't know how to do it, but, but another, some other layers of us do. So I don't have to answer your question. I don't have to sit here and enter and help you understand how I just know it's possible. So just pipe down, buddy. <laughs> right. That's a pretty cool concept that you can talk back to your brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Very good. <sighs> All right. So by slowing everything down, asking, you know, when you have a question and it immediately feels like it's getting kicked out the back door of your house, that you're just like, okay, just, okay, wait a minute. What was that idea? Let me just, let me, me, another level of you that's not your brain, adjust your rhythm so that you can settle in. Now slow that down again. What was that idea? What was that question I had? The reason this matters 
is that innate wisdom does operate at a different rhythm than the vast majority of mental processing speeds that those of us as humans have. And the reason we have that, that faster, um, don't think about things, just keep moving sort of rhythm is because of the pace of life. We, we have had to have that pace of mental processing in order to survive and function in, in any, <laughs> I wanna say functional way. Okay, so it's not, it doesn't have to be a problem, it's just gonna feel unsettling perhaps for a while. So some people use meditation, right? And they uh, study transcendental meditation, et cetera, to train their brain in order to do this. I didn't do that. So I'm offering you an alternative uh, to years of meditation or studying in a cave with the guru, <laughs> you know, Buddha's laughing at that. Um, I'm offering you another way of just acknowledging that there's other sort of wiring available to you that you do have access to, but you may not have known that. Okay, and it, you guys, it works. I know for myself it works, and I know from my client experiences over these however many years now I've been doing this, um, that it, it does, it can work this way. And your busy brain may always be a part of you. That's not a problem. Um, trust your innate wiring that it is solid enough. Um, it's eternal, for heaven's sake, right? So clearly it's more durable than your, than your brain anyway. It won't make you less functional. It won't make you less intelligent. It will actually do the opposite. It will increase your intelligence because the busy patterning of your brain is getting in the way of your innate wisdom because of that rhythm difference. It keeps wanting to fire that bassist. I love bass. I don't know about you guys. I love bass in, yeah, in an, like rock and roll, I, uh, like uh, Lenny Kravitz music. Oh, oh, I just love it. Um, yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm a huge bass fan, <laughs> even in orchestra. <sighs> okay. Mm, just feel that for a moment. That you do have access. You've always had this access to innate wisdom. And you are now considering that by sort of playing around a little bit with your, your normal processes, that you can create multiple ways, actually, for how you access your innate wisdom. But you guys, it won't tell you what to do. Innate wisdom is not going to treat you, not at the vibration I'm talking about, right? Oh, that's good, yeah. Jesus is like, go there, Jill. Um, true innate wisdom will not boss you around. It can be very quiet. It can be very stoic. Um, yeah, it can feel like Spock. <laughs> it may feel like Captain Kirk. Um, it can have its own personality in terms of how it feels to you. Um, it can be more than one uh, sort of um, temperament to it. It's and sometimes it can feel like you. That's the weird thing. So what is innate wisdom versus what's just you talking to yourself? I know it based on the information that's coming through. I know it based on, I mean, it's just like, oh, I didn't know that. I mean, just think about how cool that is, that you can tell yourself things that you didn't know. So who knew? Your soul? God? 
whatever. I don't, it doesn't matter to me what you attribute it to <laughs> as long as the information that's there and the energy that is newly being inserted into your you is good. In other words, it's, it's like, oh, that, that could actually work. Like, that's a radical idea. If it, it, I love it when it gets me excited, right? Now, here's the other thing, and this is kind of a, an interesting proof point in a way to a skeptic. The innate wisdom that could come through could be the opposite of what you've been thinking is true. It could actually be totally in opposition to what you had thought was real, right? I know it gets really crazy. <laughs> it gets totally crazy. But you guys, what if this is the missing ingredient for humanity truly moving forward in like an authentically upgraded, yeah, we're doing better now sort of way? I don't, I, I don't believe that we're doing better because we have things like iPhones that we didn't have 10 years ago. <laughs> no, Our, the, the technology to me that we have access to that we've created as the human race and the spreads in time, right? To me should not be the, the metric by which you assess um, human evolution. But see, in some ways I blame science for this because science keeps saying, oh, well, we have this advancement, we have this advancement, but advancement based on what criteria that we can do things we did, couldn't do before, that we have access to things that we didn't have before. What if we were healthier, um, happier, felt more whole and complete when we didn't have access to all these things? So I'm not an anti-technology person. I'm just not as easy to go along with the, the mainstream idea of, oh, we're well, certainly we're farther along than before. <laughs> we're not. And that's, again, one of the reasons why I've recommended to you guys John Anthony West, um, who has now transitioned. Um, unfortunately, we lost a good one there, a great one. Um, he was awesome at questioning the narrative of, of science, and he called it the science of religion, which I just love. Um, yeah. And then, of course, I got to see firsthand in Egypt and Petra, some of the amazing, um, I mean, God, some of the temples that they have there are just they're mind blowing. And when you see some of them and the colors and the, the intricacy of um, all these just like codes and symbols just everywhere, right? And it's like, oh, has this one been restored? Nope, not this one. And I'm like, what? This is in its original state, which I think is true of the Temple of Dendara, which is a temple of the Hathors. Um, that one still blows my mind and I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait to go back in four months, um, to go see it again. Yeah. <sighs> four months. Yeah. Can't wait. I can wait that long. Okay. So there are so many different areas of human history that we, we can't explain. Um, science can't explain it. I love that mystery. I, I'm more than okay with that. I actually like it. That something so fabulous happened um, that we still have tangible um, physical signs of that we can't explain that we're like, I don't know. I don't know how they did that. That's cool, right? I don't, I don't want to dismiss that. I want to celebrate that. What if what you and I are talking about today in terms of innate wisdom is like a key to unlock more of that brilliance? where you and I and others could play some sort of role in terms of leaving behind something that thousands of years from now, our ancestors say, how did they do this? This is amazing.
love that idea. I love that idea. And I mean, for me, with what I'm contributing, that would make me extremely pleased if some of the ideas, whether it, you know, the spoken word, the written word, etc., has a longevity to it that assists generations forever that, you know, I mean, even like Rumi or something like that, that we look back and like, wow, that was way ahead of its time. Or was it right on time? It's just so true in its innate wisdom. I want to say innate wisdomness. <laughs> that it's that it stand that that wisdom, those writings stand the test of time. That they're that they truly are timeless. Maybe it's part of immortality is the timelessness of what you leave behind that can last longer than your human than your human experience and your human body can. What if it's a hope for a version of immortality versus needing your body to last forever? Yeah, that's funny. For some reason, I want to add this. Um, I remember being it was eighth grade. So I must have been about 13 years old. And there was a speech teacher I had that year that was um, he was unusual. I don't remember. It was it Mr. Hansen. Anyway, he had a very different kind of quirky way about him. And, and he said something like, I think he didn't have children. Now that I think about it, he said something like, I mean, why would humans have children? Why would why do people have kids? And I said, it's the easiest thing someone can leave behind. It's the easiest thing someone can leave as a record that they were here. Again, there's <laughs> my team's like, that sounds like an A wisdom. I mean, that's hopefully not the only reason people have children. It's not the reason my husband and I had children, I don't think. Um, but it is kind of in the easiest legacy, no matter what kind of legacy it is, a good legacy or a bad legacy. Oh my God, this is going downhill fast. But <laughs> anyway, um, when I said it, everybody in the room, I remember they were just kind of, kind of feeling, I think, or thinking, pondering about those words. And he was quiet. The teacher was quiet for a long time. And he said, that's actually, that's actually a pretty good answer, Strand, because my maiden name is Strand. And I was like, thanks. I don't, and I just was thinking to myself, I don't know where that came from, but I kind of like that answer too. Da, 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 da. <laughs> There's that innate wisdom, right? So it's possible that you've had this innate wisdom the whole time. And it's possible that for various logical, rational reasons, you stopped accessing it, but that doesn't mean it's not there. But again, it won't tell you what to do. Let's talk a little bit more about that. So innate wisdom tends to be something you hadn't been shown. You're not parroting it back from something you read, saw, whatever. It's, it's a fresh, there's a freshness to it, to you. Now, does that mean that it's fresh to everybody? Not necessarily. Um, your fellow knowers may know what you just got, right? Um, as well, but they may not have spoken about it. Um, that happens a lot with you and I, right? I'll say something in one of these types of messages or in an online class I'm teaching, etc. And some of you will say, oh my God, I was just thinking about that this morning, right? So do we, are we sometimes, you and I possibly shown or offered the same kind of fresh, <laughs> fresh idea, um, fresh perspective at the same time? That could totally happen. I kind of, uh, I, I want to use the word I don't care about that part, but I see that it works that way and it doesn't bother me. That's 
probably more accurate. Okay. So that happens. And you guys, the confidence that we instill in each other, it's fun. When you are a fellow knower, when you have access to innate wisdom and you get something and you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. But maybe, (laughs) maybe you're like a lot of us and you didn't do anything with it. And then you're watching or listening to something like this and you, and you hear us say it, you're like, oh my God. Okay. Maybe it's a little like doorbell ringing. (laughs) Like that was, that was good. And did you like it when she said it? Did you like it when you felt it? Maybe you want to, maybe you want to do something with that next time. Maybe you want to trust yourself more. Um, I do feel like those of us that have more conscious access to our innate wisdom, that we support each other, um, in ways that I don't want to underestimate. I, I love it. I, I love it when there's something that I share through, through me, from my team, whatever, that is something you've never thought of. And I also love it when it's something you did think of that gives another level of kind of credibility to it. Because it, it does feel more credible to a version of ourselves that doubts ourselves when somebody else says it. <laughs> well, Jill said it, so it must be true. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that it, it puts it on your brain's radar in another way when something that you thought then someone else says, especially if it's like later in the day or that week or whatever. That's, that's cool. Really cool how that happens. That's a rhythm. <sighs> Very good. Okay. Okay. So this innate wisdom, we do have access to it. Everyone has access to it, by the way. It's harder to have access to it when you have a busy chatty brain that just keeps shoving stuff out the back door. Um, It's also harder to have access to it when you feel like absolute crap on an energetic level, on an emotional level, on a physical level, whatever. And we did talk about this a couple weeks ago. It would have been like a mid July, 2018 message where we talked about how the vast majority of humans are so energetically like shut down, compromised, whatever, that they're just trying to literally put one foot in front of the freaking other. Um, their, their sense of, yeah, I've got access to innate wisdom is probably pretty low. Do they have access to it? Yes. But their energy system is so dysfunctional in so many ways that they're literally in so many ways just trying to survive. That breaks my heart, right? It's absolutely sucks that it's that way. And I do feel like for a lot of those people that are in that situation, they don't know what they don't know. Not even from an innate wisdom, just some basics of like how to live your best life, how to be the best version of yourself. Their Their expectations of themselves may be like maddeningly low, right? And then their sense of personal authority to get themselves out of the hole that they may feel that they're in, they may feel like they have no authority over that. Like, this is my life. I'm going to live. I'm going to live for the next 30 years like this. This is what, this is what human suffering is. And everybody's probably like me. No, we're not. We're not. And I want better for you. If you can in some ways relate to that description that you're just feeling like you're putting one foot in front of the other, brother, sister, I know this reality offers more to you than your current experience. And I also know that it's not going to be handed to you. I'm begging you to like just pause for a moment and reassess everything that you're doing Um, with the limited amount of energy you feel, just sit quietly for a minute. Just take a couple deep breaths with me. 
I know there's a better version of you. And I think that you know it too. It may be scary to you that there's a better version of you because this may be easier, just this resignation that you have of this is it, this is my life, this sucks, it's not going to get any better. But I feel like a bigger part of you, definitely your soul, your soulfulness, knows 100% that your life doesn't have to be this way. That, you're, that you are so much more and that, and this is the hard part, the bitter pill to swallow, right? The only way you access that more is by you making different decisions. Start anywhere. Start with what you're eating. I mean, start simple. Go in the sun, right? Put a, put a fake smile on your face for a minute if you have to, right? Stop worrying about yourself and other people. It's probably killing you. Um, there's some easy choices that are, that you know, that are not making you, there are, there are probably about four or five things that you know you're doing on an everyday basis that are not helping your situation and are probably making it worse. You do have access and authority to upgrade those. Start there, start anywhere, start anywhere. You're drinking sodas, drink some water, right? I mean, start, literally start anywhere, start simple. And as your energy levels start to come back, you'll be able to even think more clearly about, okay, so that, okay, I did that, now what? And you get to decide, right? What else shows up? What's the next five, right? What's the next five? What's the next five? And it could be that literally within weeks, months, I don't know, you're all of a sudden saying, hey, I feel like I'm doing better than just trying to get through my day. I feel like I'm doing better than just putting one foot in front of the other. So part of you, maybe a very, <laughs> I want to say a low vibe, just kind of grumpy version of you may be saying, well, what do you care? I don't know if I know as Jill why I care. I just know I do. I care for you because I can't imagine what it's like to get up every day thinking, I wonder if I'll make it today. I wonder if I want to make it today. Maybe I'll die today and that would be a good thing. I don't know what that's like, but I know it's not supposed to be that way. So I, I care about you for you. And then there's this, there's this big idealistic version of Jill that says, what are we as your fellow humans missing out on by the fact that you are such a minimal, minimized, I want to say screwed up version of yourself. And I'm not saying that with judgment, like, like you're a jerk, you're stupid. I'm saying like, it's almost like, like, a, like a garden of flowers or something, and there's one little tiny one. It's like, oh, what could you have been? Were you, could you have been the tallest one in the, in, the garden, in the flower garden? Could you have been the most showy? Could we all have walked by and said, whoa, look at you, right? Look at the beauty you're adding to the world. What amazing access do you have by your being human? By your being human, your soul has access to this reality. You're it, okay? There's only one you, right? 
and your soul made you. So if you were the tiny little flower that, that can't get up to be, to be seen amongst the rest of the flowers, I'm sad about that because I, I just have a sense that your soul had some ideas about what was possible for you. And that for probably a lot of very justifiable, like that screwed up kind of reasons, you're not that. But it's never too late. What could you be next year at this time? What could you be next week at this time? What could you be one moment from now? I want to know that. I do, I do feel like we're all missing out by sharing space on the planet, by your being an even better version of yourself, or I know we're totally missing out on you being the most glorious version of yourself. What amazingness can you offer this world that, that brings us joy or solves problems or helps us truly move forward or sets in motion pyramids that, that last on the planet thousands of years that we all scratch our, scratch our heads out later and say, what the fudge? That's amazing. Like we couldn't build that today if we tried. And we supposedly have all this tech and engineering and architecture and geology, whatever. That's so cool. So I get excited. That's the idealistic side of me. I get super excited about what you have access to that others don't because you have access. You have your natural temperament. Your soulfulness is something I don't have access to. That's not me. So what, I've, what I feel like I'm covering pretty well, although I always have room for improvement too, it's, it's not about perfection, it's about, I think, doing your best. What I have access to, you may not have access to, but what you have access to, I don't have access to. So, so it is kind of like jazz, it is kind of like orchestra. I can't, as like my daughter's a violinist, she can't play the notes that the bass can play. She can't, she can't feel, she can't make your bones rattle like a bass can or like a drum can right? But she plays notes on the violin that those other instruments can't play. See, it's, I mean, I don't mean to trivialize it, but it is kind of like that. I want to see what notes you can play. I want to feel your rhythm in this world. So when you're going at it half-ass or, or because of lack of information or just shitty information that, you're, that you were told that this was, this was life and just suck it up, right? And I just want to take you and go, no, 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 <laughs> hang on. Let's reassess this. Let's rethink this whole thing, right? What if you matter? And what if this woman in Idaho doesn't even know you and cares enough about you that I'm talking about this and possibly you're hearing it. I don't know why you didn't hear this from your parents or teachers or your loved ones or someone you hang out with every day. I don't know why. I don't know why you're not hearing that from them. But if you're hearing it from me, I'm glad I'm saying it. Because you're worth it. We're always worth it. Okay. Hmm. It's scary to believe in yourself though. It's scary to take yourself seriously. And going back to what we were talking about earlier with that part of our brains, that's like, who are you? Who are you to think you have something original and unique and monumental to share with the world? It's such a fudged up question. It really is. Just, I mean, just think about that. 
how screwed up it is that our own brains are working against our greatness in such a professional, like consistent, effective, killer instinct sort of manner, right? I hate that, right? But I know it can be overcome. I know, it, I know we can rewire ourselves and still have that part of ourselves that's there. I still have it, you guys. I, I mean, even, I mean, I have a day maybe where there's like five sessions, five private sessions, and I'm just like, okay, that was really cool. And then part of my brain may say, but who are you to tell them this stuff? I mean, who the, who the fudge do we think we are? And just be simple about it. Um, someone that can help. We just had five examples of beautiful be fellow beings on the planet that obviously by what they expressed in the follow-up emails, et cetera, that I'm getting, that they were dramatically assisted by what we said. So your, your questioning of like, who are we is ridiculous and pointless. I'm not even going to answer you. If you don't see that this was a value, I can't answer your question. It's a trick question. And it's almost like it's designed to keep us from going outside the lines of the standard human experience of hopelessness or just following the rules, fitting in, conformity, lack of originality, lack of questioning, like what spins around what in our solar system, right? I, I mean, that system is alive and well, not only in this world, but inside ourselves. <laughs> so so if, if you don't yet have this, the savviness of seeing that within yourself so that you can call bullshit on it or just kind of go, oh, nice question. I'm not wasting my time on you. And just like wandering, just kind of meandering right around it into, into a version of your greatness and trusting your innate wisdom, knowing it's there, slowing it down so you can feel it and simmer in it and savor it. Do whatever you want with it, right? That, that takes some adjustment, but you guys, it's worth it. It's worth it. And the responses that you get in this world may not be what you want them to be. Mine isn't, right? I've, I've complained to you guys before that sometimes if I'm sitting next to my 13-year-old and she's watching YouTube and there's some kitten video, right, of this, you know, kitten sitting up, falling asleep, and then eventually it kind of falls on the bed. And I, 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 it pains me to look at how many views that has. And I'm like, okay, so it's been up an hour Two million people have already watched this video. And it's like, how many people have watched my videos? You know what I mean? It's just like, oh my God, right? Uh, <laughs> right? So there are so many ways that we can talk ourselves out of doing, taking any action, doing anything with this innate wisdom. But I'm sorry, I... I mean, the kitten is super cute and a kitten falling asleep is adorable and precious and, you know, just like, oh, oh, it just feels good, right? Um, that's okay. That's, if that's more popular than me now and always, okay. <laughs> does it annoy me? Yes, it does. <laughs> but that doesn't stop me. I'm, st I'm still here. I was here last week and I'm here today. So somehow I just keep, <laughs> keep offering. Anyway, let's open it up for any in the chat room here. Okay, I want to say Sadie when I see this, your name. I hope I hope that's okay. It's she goes by S D I E for those that are live, and it says we're we're like an orchestra exclamation point with one instrument without one instrument in the orchestra. The sound is different. We need all the instruments. Do you think that we sometimes block? our innate wisdom because of our family, friends, not embracing our knowing of things beyond this world. Oh, Sadie, 
<laughs> I love you. I just feel like the like a like a um uh, like a winter bell. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> like thank you for this perfect perfect segue. Yes, and it's funny that you say this because I was thinking about going here and then I felt like a distraction. But when I talked when I mentioned a few moments ago about it may not you may not get the reactions you think you will when you're accessing this innate wisdom. <laughs> I'm in a family of four, two teenage girls and my husband, and we're going on our 25th wedding anniversary, by the way, in October. Like, I can't believe we've been married 25 years. It seems like maybe 10. Anyway, um, yes, Sadie, <laughs> I do believe that happens. My family is, I mean, <laughs> let's put it this way. I'm sitting right next to our fireplace. I don't sit on that hearth, you know, and, you know, share my innate wisdom and my family's just like, oh, Wow, mom, tell us more. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh my God, that's just, I, I actually feel the souls of my daughters like laughing at that idea. No, no, no. <laughs> nope. They are not here for that. They're not on the planet to like, uh, but they did choose me obviously as their mother. I know that because I'm their mother and I must have said yes because I am their mother. Um, so somehow we had a yes, a yes, yes to them as a soul and me as a soul and whoever asked whom, will you be my mom or will you, do you want to be my daughter? I may have kids this lifetime. Um, however it happened, they, my husband does not look at me as a carrier or an, an embodiment of innate wisdom. Um, my children don't look at me that way. And I have created an okayness <laughs> with that situation. So you're right, Sadie, there are a lot of there are a lot of different ways that we can talk ourselves out of the innate wisdom that we have access to the innate wisdom that we are. And I'll talk about this very kind of off the wall idea I had, but I still think it's I think it's a good idea. Anyway, or a, a good theory. I'll talk about that in a second, because it's quite tangential, but a good example of it. Um, the people around you, like your everyday peeps, your family, your friends, loved ones, whatever, um, professionals, if you're in a, if you're in what I call a day job, right? Um, I sensed that when I did more consciously and I want to say actively kind of go to the faucet of my innate wisdom, I sensed that it was going to be seen as weird because let's be honest, it was super weird to me and I was the one experiencing it, right? So I was like, got a version of Jill from a year ago thinks this is crazy. And there's still a part of me here that thinks this is crazy, but I cannot deny the results of what I'm experiencing and the credibility of the innate wisdom that I'm accessing and the intuitive or psychic awareness that I have that's so easily validated consistently by other people. I'm like, shit, this is good. It part of me, I think is still kind of, is that true? Yeah. Okay. Part of me is still kind of pissed that I have this access because, because I'm doing something with it. <laughs> yeah. It would have, it would have been a lot easier to just stay in corporate strategic plan or manager corporation or whatever I'd be doing right now, all these years later. Um, and you know, my husband's like, this is my wife, Jill. Oh, what did, does she work outside the home? Oh yeah. She's an MBA strategic planner. She works for this company or she started her own company or whatever. Um, Nobody has an easy answer now for what Jill does, even me, <laughs> including me, right? So part of me is frustrated that I know what it's like to have a very credible, even impressive sort of resume. And it's like part of me almost feels like I just threw it all in the dumpster and burned it 
for something so seemingly irrational, impossible, ludicrous, right? So I think my family actually kind of hangs out in that zone. They love me and they respect me and so many, actually now I have two stories to tell you after this. Uh, one of them's real, oh, can I talk about that yet? Oh, I have to think, I have to feel into that, hang on. Um, they would prefer, I, I know it, that they would, especially my daughters, because they're so pretending to be normal. <laughs> I, I know them as very super normal, supernatural, like I know myself, I actually, look, I actually look at all of humans as supernatural. And I totally respect the fact that we have the option of pretending we're very normal. Um, and maybe not pretending, maybe actually believing that, oh, well, I'm just normal. I'm, I'm, I don't have access like, to the innate wisdom. I don't know what she's talking about. I don't have that. And I'm just like, I know you differently. And I respect the fact that you get to decide how you know yourself. And I understand the challenges of getting into that zone of, oh my God, what if I do have access to this? What would that mean? Yeah. <sighs> what do you want it to mean? I've decided to let it mean that I'm more helpful to the world, literally, literally than I was when I didn't consciously own the fact that I had this access. Is that uncomfortable? Is that weird? Was it easier before? It is uncomfortable. It is weird. And it was easier before. Totally. But there are those moments, I have to say. And here's another story. Um, I was listening to voicemail in our car that has the Bluetooth where my, if I play my voicemail and it's connected to the speakers and stuff, it'll play the voicemail like over in, like instead of the radio, right? And there, I was listening to a voicemail from a client. I had asked if we could reschedule her session because of something else going on in my life. Um, and, and I think my daughter had her open house at her school or something. So I wanted to reschedule her. And she's, she's, so my client is on the voicemail. My 13-year-old is sitting in the seat next to me in the car. And on the voicemail, the client is saying, hey, Jill, I got your voicemail. I got to say, it kind of felt like a rock star called me listening to your message on the phone. God, that felt so good, right? I mean, I don't want to be someone's rock star, but it does feel kind of cool that someone would be so in tune and so appreciative of what I'm doing. Because I know what it would feel like if, if, my, if, someone, if Lenny Kravitz left a voicemail on my phone. Oh my God, I would die. I would just be like, I'm just going to listen to this all day, right? There's a sense of love and appreciation and even adoration that I know I have a sense of what that feels like. And I'm not saying I'm Lenny Kravitz. I'm, I'm not delusional about that. But anyway, to hear that client say that, and my, my daughter, she was looking at her phone or something and she was like, and she looked at me, and she kind of smiled. And I think there was a little bit of being impressed uh, with her mom in that moment. And that, that's fun. Not that I need it, but it's good because I think it helps there's weirdness with the mom that does work that I do. And I'm almost sad about that, that I would be adding any tension to my daughters and their lives by me doing something so, um, I want to say unordinary, but it's really extraordinary, right? But an atypical, okay, unusual. So, um, yeah, it, it, there are so many reasons to talk ourselves out of the innate wisdom. So here's what I do, my strategy. I don't talk to my family about the epiphanies that I have. Occasionally I will. I had a fun conversation with my husband yesterday. We went to visit his mom and we got some lunch. Um, and I was like, I had this idea. Right? Um, yeah. And I don't expect anything from it. I don't, I tend to not give a lot of unsolicited advice to them. Um, 
Yeah, I don't feel overly responsible for anyone else because of the access that I have. I, I trust them, their soulfulness, their journey, um, all of those things. Yeah. So anyway, that's how I deal with it. But uh, I think any of us that choose to access any of this innate wisdom, it's weird. It is totally weird. Um, I found a way that that works for me and I'm still married. <laughs> that's That to me is a good thing. Um, I want to be married to him um, and I love him in so many ways. And I appreciate that I, one of the reasons they may be so okay with it is that I don't need them to be okay with it, number one, and that I am more than okay with it. I've made myself okay with it. If I had, I had taken it, if I had approached it in a way of, oh my God, this is so weird. I have access to this, this, what I'm calling innate wisdom. And isn't this weird? Is this weird? Am I weird? Asking them to approve me in this way, that would not have gone well. I, I just sense that that would not have gone well. It's too much pressure. How do they know? How do they know what's best for me or, or what's weird to them may not be weird for me? It's just, I think it's really unfair. When we do, when those of us that have innate wisdom, when we're asking other people in our personal lives to validate like who and what we are and um, like, yeah, you're good mom, that's, that's cool, you know what I mean? Or no, please don't do that. You're giving away a lot of your authority. It's putting too much pressure on those relationships. And t- they don't need to see you in the context of your innate wisdom, but your ego may be wanting them to see you and confirm you in that way. But I've, I, I'm just gonna be really blunt here. I think you're gonna screw up your relationships. Um, if, you, if you need someone else in your personal life to validate you as this innate wisdom <laughs> accessor or whatever you wanna call it, intuitive healer, whatever, they may never see you that way. And you can, you can choose to create a version of yourself that can be totally okay with that, right? They don't need to validate that side of you. The other part of you isn't burned and dead, right? All the things that, that your children or parents or siblings or partners, even coworkers may love about you, that can still be there. You're, with innate wisdom, you're adding two layers. You're not like scrapping and burning everything else, right? The part of me that was a successful strategic planner and reliable at work and got bored at work and all those things, um, those, those parts of me are still there. Those layers of me are still there. Um, yeah, so yeah, so I could even still do that work easily. I, I don't have to, thank you Jeff to my husband, that I don't have to. Um, and then now I've built this other business that is better for me and for you guys, I think, yeah. Okay, good. I'm happy to be your rock star, by the way. <laughs> if it can be any sort of help in your life and brings you joy or even just entertainment, I'm good with that, okay? And if you don't like it, then that's fine. That's your choice, <laughs> okay? All right, so let me tell you a couple stories. Um, this one I want This one I want to be careful about um, because there's still some, there's still a little messiness going on here. There was somebody that is a pro in their field that my husband and I were relying on, okay, in their professional capacity, and I never liked him. (laughs) I just never liked him. I never got a good vibe from him, and I said it openly to my husband. I was like, I don't like him, (laughs) and and my husband did like him, and then 
over just over the past two weeks, all of a sudden, Jeff has a ton of information about how this this guy's a little shady. He makes some decisions out of integrity that Jeff and I would not make that are definitely costing us a lot of money. Um, just really just shady, 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 shady. And we're both pissed. We're just like, damn it. And Jeff's like, and you always said you didn't like him, <laughs> right? So we've had it, we've been together long enough where there are definitely moments um, where he's like, yeah, I remember that guy you never liked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so that definitely feels good. I think it does add to his sense of believing in what I have access to. But he doesn't, like, there's no phone calls from my husband to me during the day. Jill, I just, you know, I have this, I have this, do you have any, are you getting a hit on, you know, this, this, or this? Never. <laughs> he never uses me that way. Um, and I don't think I'd mind, actually. I think I'd be honored if he, uh, if he was like, okay, this weird situation is going on at work and no, nothing. He's, and obviously he's got it covered because he's doing fantastic in his work. So he doesn't need me and it's okay that he doesn't need me. And that's all right. Anyway, <laughs> that's just the way it is. My daughter's same thing. No, 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 no. Even if one of them has a crush on somebody or whatever, they're not like, okay, mom, there's this person named this. What are you getting, right? What do you get from them? What are you, what are you picking up on? There were two stories I was going to tell you and I don't remember the other one. That was a good one though. Anyway, so oh, trust yourself. You guys, you have more access than you realize. Oh, thanks, Tom. <laughs> He's saying, I have a hunch that your daughters will look to you for the kind of guidance and insight you offer in private sessions once they're grown up. That's possible. But I actually, I have to offer that um, my sense is that they have their own version of access and they're actually possibly using it on their own right now or kind of working out their system um, that they have more access than they realize. So it's possible. It's still possible, Tom. They may never need me. And I, I truly am okay with that. Yeah. I've had to be. <laughs> I don't have a choice. Okay. Okay, Tom, another. Sorry, I'm starting from the bottom and going up. Uh, Tom is saying, I just love hearing everything you're sharing with us today, Jill, and feeling so much love for you and how you offer your authentic, authentic innate wisdom resonates so beautifully. You're our rock star. Oh, Tom, I love you, brother. Thank you. Okay. Mark is saying consciousness takes work. Sleeping kittens and children just involve the heart. Sovereignty takes work from the two hour Q&A from your last workshop. But yeah, that's true. Um, the 10 sovereignty keys. We had a two hour and I think 10 minute um, Q&A workshop afterwards. And yeah, we, we did talk about that, didn't we, Mark? Thank you. Okay. All right. So am I going to sing today? My voice, I think I can handle it. What should we do? Do I want to sing? Let me just feel into this for a minute. <clears throat> I think I could do that song. Okay. Um, what we're going to do, it's from The Greatest Showman. I'm still loving that soundtrack. I love the song. I'm probably going to do a horrible job at it, but that hasn't stopped me before. And it's not going to stop me today. Okay. And it's really high. Okay. So it's called, um, rewrite the stars and it's a great song. Okay. Rewrite the stars. 
<laughs> so this is one of those songs that I, I really belted out <laughs> while I'm driving in my car. Um, and again, it's from The Greatest Showman. I do like a lot of the music from that, uh, that musical. And here we go. Let's see. Oh, there's probably going to be an ad. Sorry. By the way, have you guys noticed on my YouTube videos, I don't have ads? Oh, wait, I'm going to have to restart it. It's not a you. Oh, sorry guys, hang on. You know no, I want you. It's not a secret I try to hide. I know no, you want me. So don't, don't keep, keep saying, saying our hands are tied. You claim it's not in the cards. Fate is pulling you miles away and out of reach from me. But you're here in my heart When you stay up to side Decide that you're my destiny What if we rewrite the stars So you were made to be mine Nothing can keep us apart You'll be the one I was meant to find It's up to you and it's up to me no one can say what we need to be Why don't we rewrite the stars Maybe the world could be ours tonight <coughs> You think it's easy You think I don't want to run to you there are mountains There are doors that we can't walk through You know you're wondering why Because you're able to see with you and me Within these walls We go outside, we're gonna wake up and see That it was hopeless after all No one can rewrite the stars you say you'll be mine Everything keeps us apart And I'm not the one you were meant to find It's not up to you, it's not up to me No one can tell us what we could be Never can we rewrite the stars That the world can be ours tonight all I want is to fly with you All I want is to fall with you So just give me all of you It's not impossible <laughs> Reveal the stars That you made to be mine Nothing can keep us apart You were the one I was meant to find It's up to you and it's up to me No one can say what we need to be Why don't we rewrite the stars Say the love could be us No, I want you It's not a secret I try to hide 
Like I can't have you. Meant to break in my hands. Isn't that a cute song? Oh my God, I love it. Okay, that was fun. The other funny thing, you'll see it in the camera. Um, you won't see all of Smokey, but he, it's funny, the animals tend to show up when I'm singing. I wanna believe that's because they like it when I sing, but it may be because they're coming to tell me to stop. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so Smokey, wherever he was, he came back down and he came right up once I started singing. So anyway, I love you guys. I think that that is a wrap. Oh, thank you from Sadie. She's saying great song. Uh, Mark is saying, I haven't seen The Greatest Showman yet. It's good. You know, it's so, there's some cliches in it, uh, but I, I liked it. I thought it was fun, fun story. And Hugh Jackman, um, he's just a beautiful person. Okay. All right. I guess that's it, you guys. That's it for now. Um, what do I have in terms of announcements? Oh, that's right. Okay. So depending on when you're watching or listening to this, on Wednesday, September 5th, I will be on Beyond the Ordinary again with John Burgos. Um, I'm very excited about that conversation. Some of you have done or heard me talk about the Outwitting Watiko series, and that's going to be my special offer for this time. There are a lot of people that have not done that series, and it is actually one of my favorites. It's just counterintuitive in a lot of ways. Um, because the idea that in order to be your light, you would want to be better versed in what is kind of working seemingly against our light in this reality, um, whether it's, you know, your mind or energies in this reality that seem to suppress our best self. Um, that is very real, by the way, and we go into depth in that in the series called Outwitting Watiko. Watiko, by the way, is spelled W-E-T-I-K-O, and apparently it's a Cree term um, from the Cree tribe. Anyway, I heard that term used for what I think of as, as a force that does not want our best in this reality, and it, that term is just like, that's the term I want to use for the series. So anyway, it's called Outwitting Watiko. It's, it's out there. It's very, very out there, but it's so pragmatic. And it's interesting that my, the audience that I hang out with the most, how often, even at events that we're at, where they'll say, remember in your, you know, I remember in your Watiko series, you said this, and it's like, oh my God, that, that cleared up so much information in this reality. Um, so it's like arming us to be a better version of, I call it our light, our best self in this reality. And it's, it clears up a lot of misunderstandings about how this world works. And it, I'm so glad we did that series. So offering that as a special offer feels a little risky. Um, I, I sense that most people that are buying anything in the telesummit are more like, yes, let me pump up my light. They're, I, I'm concerned in some ways that they're going to be like, well, wait a minute, you're, this isn't going to pump up my light. This is going to help me better understand what's like screwing up my light. And they may not be like, yay, <laughs> let's do that summit, right? Or let's do that series. But I guess, you know, in a way, that's one of the advantages I have. I don't need this work to pay my bills. So I can take riskier moves and share something that may be a little less popular, a little more controversial. And I feel like it's actually... Um, I'm like, why not use that to my advantage? Why not say the things that maybe some of the other spiritual teachers wish that they could say, but they're afraid it wouldn't be popular or it wouldn't sell, right? 
I, I can say those things. I can say the unpopular things that further set our light free because they do. So anyway, um, for those of you that haven't done the Outwitting with Tico series, you may want to check it out. It'll obviously be at a special price. And I do have um, more packages this time that include this private session, which are always recorded. Um, yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. So there's that. And then what else is going on? I have the France trip coming up in less than a month. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Um, so I'm repeating this trip. I've done this trip before with clients to France. Uh, Mary Magdalene lived there. She, <sighs> love Mary. <laughs> anyway, so it's it's a sort of a pilgrimage, a mother, excuse me, a Mary Magdalene pilgrimage, but it's also a lot of other cool experiences. I love to hang out with you guys. I really, really do. And I'm going to be honest here. I sometimes when we're together, especially on a multi-day like trip, right? Because if I show up for like a two or three hour event, it's easy for me to like, oh, I'm here to, you know, tap into my inner wisdom and just go. It is, um, I'm finding my groove. I'm creating, well, I'm not finding it because it's not there yet. I'm creating a groove where I can be more in that innate wisdom. What can I help you with? Um, let's share a message here sort of vibe while I'm traveling with you guys. But there's a lot going on uh, for me as like the, um, the creator of the experience and working with the local guide and logistics and where we're going for lunch and who's hungry or, you know, somebody <laughs> I twisted my ankle when I was in Petra and you guys healed me. I love you. Um, so there's a lot going on with human Jill that isn't, that I don't have to worry about when I'm sitting here on my couch in my home sharing with you or on stage at an event in New York City with you guys. So I'm still working with that. So the innate wisdom part is always who I am. And there's a lot of very normal kind of like fun, giggly, playful, or, or getting annoyed <laughs> versions of Jill that are also part of me. So you get all of that <laughs> when we travel together. I love to hang out. I love to travel. I love to try new food. I love to feel the energies in certain places. And I'm creating a version of myself that also alongside like, let's just feel the energy. Like, are there any messages for us there? So um, that's on my radar as well for the upcoming trips. So the France trip, um, probably too late for anyone to join. And I only had two spots to extra spots I could squeeze in anyway. But if you're spontaneous, send me an email. Let me know you're interested in the France trip. Um, let's see. The other one coming up is Egypt. Let me get the dates for that. So we are going to Egypt and Jordan in January. I think I know the dates are the 16th through the 28th, but I want to verify. Did I get it right? Where is that? Yes, I did get it right. January 16th through the 28th of 2019. The Zion trip is totally filled out. Um, registration is closed. I'm very excited for that. That is Wednesday, October 24th through the 27th. But anyway, Egypt is, <laughs> Egypt just, um, I didn't have a lifelong desire to go to Egypt. I frankly never thought I would go. I never thought I'd be able to go. Um, but I'm so glad I went so much so that I'm going back <laughs> even within it'll be 11 months when I get there in January it will have been 11 months since I got home from there so I'm going again hey you guys somehow the ending from my previous recording got deleted so here's another one for you and it was just the logistics of if you want to find out more about these trips just google or safari or whatever Jill Renee Feeler and then Egypt or Jill Renee Feeler France, Joe Renee Feeler, Outwitting Matico, etc. My website is joereneefeeler.com. J I L L R E N E E F, as in Frank, E E L E R.com.
Okay, that's it. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. And thank you. Thank you for everything. I'm glad you're here. Love you.